Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host, who has three degrees under her name, Dr. Grace Lee. Three degrees under my name. I guess technically that should be three degrees after my name. Isn't that right? Well, yes, I had been in university for quite a long time. My three degrees are a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and a PhD. I have to admit, though, it didn't, it didn't work out like that on purpose. I mean, when I started college right out of high school and enrolled in my bachelor's degree, I didn't think that I would do a PhD. I mean, I couldn't see beyond a bachelor's degree. I mean, that, isn't that interesting? I had invested so much time and, and energy into a bachelor's degree and really all my focus was on a daily basis was doing well in exams, doing well in my assignments and especially on the final exam because, you know, my grades were everything. I mean, it is everything. I was measured based on that. So it left very little room to plan for the future. And nobody told me that was something you got to do. So I was focused on the daily tasks of doing things, studying things, knowing my materials in class. And I really didn't think about what I would do after graduation. And so after my first degree, it was just, oh, what do I do now? And I remember during my my undergrad, I was accepted into this research lab where it was neuroscience research lab. And I did a, what you call a biology 448. And in my university, what that meant was the student was directing a research project. And it was kind of like a mini dissertation. You know how in graduate school, when you're doing a PhD, you have a, a dissertation. And mine was like 500 pages long and you have to defend it in front of people. So I had something similar to that in undergrad in my bachelor's degree. And it was like a mini dissertation. So I had a, my own research project and my supervisors were master students and PhD students themselves. So they were supervising me and just getting my feet wet in the lab and getting me familiar on what it's like to do neuroscience research. So that was my senior year, my fourth year of undergrad. And that was what seeded my interest in research at that time. I mean, I still had those rose-colored glasses on where science research it felt and it seemed so fascinating and it seemed like such a glamorous work and I just wanted to have that recognition and it just made sense to me to pursue a master's degree and that's what I did without thinking beyond that either. So every step of the, my journey, you know, in my early 20s, I was just thinking immediately what was ahead of me. And that's how, you know, but, you know, of course, I'm grateful for that for that journey. If I hadn't done all of that, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So that's just a, a small, short introduction <laughs> to how I decided or not to have three degrees after my name. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so today it's I wanted to talk about a topic that's somewhat rather shocking. You know, it is how passion, pursuing your passion is not going to lead to career fulfillment. I mean, how many times have you heard someone say to you, you got to find your passion. 
You know, you got to follow your passion. I mean, in our society, especially when you're seeking career advice or even when you are asking friends or mentors, I mean, how often have you heard someone say to you, follow your passion, you know, because passion in, in this world, in our society, it's seen, it's often seen as somewhat of a missing ingredient, you know, that'll, that will transform a less than desirable career path, you know. It's like this missing thing that you got to find. And once you find it, everything just changes. It's like a magical thing. I mean, but is it really? You know, has this just been kind of like facile career, career advice and ideal and an idealism where if you find your passion, it leads to fulfillment? I mean, is it is it really that that's the case or is it an idealism? So this is the question that I'm going to be answering today. You know, a lot of folks... In my circles, they reach out and they ask me, I want a better career. I want a more fulfilling career, but I don't know what I'm passionate about. How do I find my passion? And I tell them, that's not what you do. You don't pursue passion. Because the truth is, not everybody has a passion. So there, you can breathe a sigh of relief now. If you've been searching for your passion for quite some time now, you can't seem to find it. It's okay. Because not everyone has a passion. So, now let me let me clarify. Let's get clear on what a passion is and what it isn't. Okay. So the modern day definition of a passion is a strong emotion and intense desire or an enthusiasm for something. Right? So therefore, as the definition success suggests, your passions are actually governed by those emotional parts of your brain. And the emotional parts of your brain are what make up your limbic system. And they include the brain parts that are your brainstem, your amygdala, and your basal ganglia, right? So those are parts of your brain that are made up your, that make up your limbic system and they, they are the emotional parts, right? So they are also what we call the primitive brain structures, which means in evolutionary science, you know, in, in evolution, they were the, the emotional brain parts you know, of your, of your brain were there first. So they're the oldest brain structures. So that's why we call them primitive brain structures. And they're, they are primitive because they control your basic animal survival functions, right? So they help you to protect you from danger, right? They are the ones that produce those compelling emotional feelings that are essentially the foundation of your passions, right? And that's why they're your primitive brain structures because they're there to protect you from dangers, and back when we were, when humans were hunters and gatherers, you know, when they had those primitive weapons, they needed that protector, protective, protective mechanism. So that's why the primitive brain structures existed for you to be able to react, right? They were survival functions. They controlled basic survival functions, right? They also controlled our emotions. So this means that anytime that you act on your passions, your behaviors are impulsive and instinctive, right? And they're also irrational, right? Because usually when you have an emotion, a strong, intense emotion on, on something, fear, disgust, anger, right? They're impulsive, they're instinctive, and they're irrational. So an interesting thing, interesting fact about the word passion itself if you look at the word origin for passion, I love looking at word origins. I mean, I have an affinity for languages. I love to study languages and therefore etymology. Etymology, which means that you look at a word and you look at where did this word come from? Where did that word originate from in the English language? So the word for passion comes from the Latin word passionum, 
which means suffering, right? So isn't that interesting? The modern day definition of the English word passion is just an intense desire or an emotion or enthusiasm for something. But it originated from a word that means suffering, right? So if passion means suffering, then what do you do, right? So there's a reason why the word passion came from suffering, because following your passion may be a dangerous career choice because passions are always changing. They're constantly changing. They're transient and they change with the wind, you know, which is why they can be the source of much pain and suffering. If your career or if your chosen career path was guided only by your passion right from the start, right? That's exactly why I tell my clients, it's exactly why I tell folks, if they say they can't find their passions, I tell them it's okay. First of all, not, not everyone has a passion. And if that's your driving force in making your career decision, important career decisions, if passion was your driving force, then it could be the source of much pain and suffering, especially if knowing that your passions change with the wind. So if you are building a, a wanting to build a sustainable career or a career of significance and you're basing it solely on your passion and it changes, it can be the source of a lot of frustration, right? If you put in that time and energy down that career path, right? So this is because your passions are born from your subjective biases and perceptions about the world immediately around you. Let me give you an example. So you can discover a passion for traveling, right? It's, it's easy to develop a passion for traveling. Maybe you've had a taste of it. Maybe you've read a lot of stories from other traveling ventures. Maybe you are a fan of using Pinterest and you have a travel pin board, right? So you develop a passion for traveling. And therefore, you gain this fascination for an occupation, a career that has a lot of mobility, that does a lot of traveling, that requires frequent travel around the world because it appears more exciting and meaningful than your current situation, right? So that's an example. So if you pursue that career, you pursue that occupation where there's frequent traveling, maybe international travel around the world that seems exciting compared to your current career. You say you pursue that. Pursuing that career doesn't necessarily lead to fulfillment, especially if you haven't if you have not experienced the inconveniences and the health impacts of dealing with jet lag so frequently, right? For example, and the other inconveniences and frustrations that travel that travel brings about and the things you haven't pursued it, but it seems exciting from the other side. It seems exciting from what you see, uh, what from what other people are posting, what they are sharing. And so you want a piece of that. If you make your career decision based on that passion you've developed for traveling, then you will go and experience that. Now you have a career that travels frequently across the world. So you're in that career and then you realize, oh, gee, it's not as exciting as I thought. It's not as amazing as I thought. It's not as glamorous as I thought. You know, when you're dealing with all those inconveniences that come with traveling and you wouldn't have known because you don't know what you don't know. So now here you are feeling that this is not what I signed up for, right? But you could also be on the other side of the coin where you've discovered your passions, but you don't know if or how to turn them into a career, Where You don't know whether this is something you should do right? Can I turn my passion into a career? That's a common question I get as well. Or how do I turn this passion into a career, right? So if that is you, if you are on that, coming from that angle, you too can breathe a sigh of relief because not everyone has the ability to pursue their passion as a career, 
Let me give you an example. Let's say your passion is playing basketball. That is just something that no one has to remind you to do that. Every day you are on that court. In that, in every morning, you just can't wait until your scheduled time on that basketball court with your friends. So if that's you, let's say that's your passion, right? But here's the thing. You might not have the level of basketball playing ability to get paid for it as a sufficient income producing activity, right? So therefore, not every passion is able to become a career, right? Because a career is an income producing activity. So if you don't have the ability to turn the passion into career, it's okay, right? It is okay. It could be just be something you want more of in your life. It doesn't mean that you have to turn it into a career because you're passionate about it. In fact, the opposite is true. You don't want to rely on passions as a decision for a career of fulfillment because first of all, they're constantly, they're transient and it's not necessarily feasible to turn it into a sufficient income producing activity. So your passions, they simply resent strong and barely controllable emotions and they're basically your knee-jerk reflex behaviors, right? They don't have an intuitive and inspired direction or any objective reason, which are the key ingredients of career fulfillment and meaningful achievements in life, right? Because they're, pa- they're passion. Passions are strong emotions. You feel them. But remember, they're, they're intuitive. They're irrational. And what do you need for fulfillment? Think about the ingredients you need for career fulfillment and meaningful achievement, right? You need something that's intuitive. You need something that will give you an inspiration so that you can make an inspired career choice, an inspired direction. And you also need to have objective reason. In other words, it has to be rational. Objectivity, not subjectivity. Those are the ingredients of career fulfillment and making meaningful achievements in your career path. And that's not passion. Passion doesn't give you those things. So now I'm leading you up to a clue. Rather than pursuing passion, it should actually be about pursuing something that has an intuitive and inspired direction and an objective reason. So what could that be? I'll give you the answer. The answer is meaningful purpose, right? Because while passion is driven by intensity and emotion, Purpose, meaningful purpose, right, is driven by reason. When you know your purpose, it's going to give you direction and it's going to inspire you. It does not change with the wind. Rather, it's a lot more steady and it's stable upon. And that is stable that you can base your career pursuits. And that's because it provides you with the objective reason why you do what you do. And it's your meaningful purpose. And your reason always comes comes before attaining career success. Your reason means your why. Knowing why you do what you do, why you got to do what you do, why it is a must for you. That must come first. When you know your reasons, that's when you can really attain the success that you want in your career. So when you're pursuing your meaningful purpose, all of your actions are governed by the higher order cognitive prefrontal cortex of your brain. Remember, your passions are governed by the limbic system, the emotional, primitive brain, the older parts of the brain, right? But meaningful purpose is the opposite. It's the conflict. It's the other side of that. It is it is controlled by the executive behaviors, the executive portion of your brain, which is your prefrontal cortex. And it's that area right behind your forehead, right? 
the thinking area, the part that you rub when you're thinking hard about something, right? That is your prefrontal cortex. And your prefrontal cortex controls the higher order cognitive functions. It's what, it's what prevents you, right? The executive behaviors are what prevents you from being overly impulsive. It, it's what allows you self-control so that you don't give in to temptations or urgent emotions, right? Your prefrontal cortex controls learning. It controls self-mastery and it controls reasoning, right? These are all what we call the executive behaviors that control the emotional impulses that I talked about earlier. Right? So that's why this is the part of the brain you want to engage when you are thinking about career choice, when you are designing and creating that career path of fulfillment and meaningful contribution. This is the brain area that you want to engage. So your purpose and, it, and, it, and the way to do that is to pursue meaningful purpose rather than passion, because your purpose is what allows you to, to repeatedly triumph over your fleeting passions. Passions are fleeting. They, they change with the wind, but your purpose is more stable over time. It's more steady and stable over time. And pers- your purpose allows you to triumph over fleeting passions. Your brain's prefrontal cortex is your purpose seeking and fulfilling part of you. It's what's constantly seeking. What's my purpose? What's the purpose of my life? What was I put here to do? Or what was I created to do? That's the job of your prefrontal cortex. So if you dedicate yourself to your purpose and you use that part of your brain masterfully and wisely, that's when you achieve the extraordinary extraordinary career that you've always dreamed to have. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. And I'd love to hear from you. So if you enjoyed my content and if you enjoyed what you heard today and you're, and you're still wondering, okay, so I have to pursue meaningful purpose, but I still don't know what that is. I still don't know what I'm put here to do. How do you, how do you think about that? If that, if that is you and, and it just kind of give you more questions, that is awesome. I want you to celebrate that that feeling. And I do have something for you. If you are still wanting to have that clarity, what is my purpose then? Or if you if you heard me say, first, you have to have your reasons before attaining a success. And you're wondering, what are my reasons? And that is you and you and you want to go through this, go through the process and figuring those pieces out, then I have something for you. Right. I mean, join us. I mean, a lot of folks have joined me in this community in figuring out that purpose, figuring out what is my meaningful purpose? What is my reason? So if that's you and you want to figure this out, I invite you to join us. I mean, go to this website. The link is careerrevisionist.com forward slash intensive, right? Careerrevisionist.com forward slash intensive. I mean, that is a community of people who have worked with me to figure out what their purpose is and what is the reason. So go to that link and, fig- and, and figure out if that's right for you. If, if that is something that you feel is right for you, then join us there. Right? And also, I mean, welcome to another, of course, an episode of Career Revisionist. If you enjoyed this content and others as well, I invite you to just go to Apple iTunes and give me a review as well. And in that review, you can submit any questions that you have as well. I mean, I always love to answer my listener listeners' questions as well. If you are not an Apple user, that's fine too. I mean, careerrevisionist.com, it'll give you all the other platforms that you can listen in on where, where you can leave your questions as well. Android, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all everything like that and everything in between as well. So, Thank you for listening to another episode and I look forward to hanging out with you in my next episode of Career Revisions.